Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod book, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to talk about week 11 of the NFL season. It was very interesting for sure. And then also, we're going to talk about week 12 of the NFL season coming up. It's Thanksgiving week. It's always fun. Three games on Thursday. Uh, I mean, they're not great, great games. I mean, one is should be okay, should be, uh, on paper at least. But either way, we have some NBA new moves to talk about. We also have some college football to talk about. And then also, I got a rant, Brad. I have a rant about college football. I just I, – I won't take up too much of anybody's time, but – I just want to bring it up. It's ridiculous. It really is. Anyway, all right. First and foremost, Brad, it is Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving to you all out there uh, in the golden world. Um, but I want to have a question for you, Brad. What is your favorite dish at Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, my favorite dish is probably sweet potato casserole. Uh, I just really, I just, I was so good. Like warm sweet potatoes with the pecans on top and put some marshmallows on it. I'm good to go. Well, I think one thing we can do with that is cranberry sauce, but sweet potato casserole, probably my favorite. Uh, we are in the exact same boat. Sweet potato casserole is my jam. Uh, and yeah, we can do without the uh, we can do without the cranberry sauce for sure. Um, Brad, I'm also a sucker for deviled eggs. I'm a okay. sucker for deviled eggs, man. I just I don't know. I, I can make a meal out of a, out of that whole platter of deviled eggs. If they'll let me have that whole platter, I think I can make a meal of it. Um, don't need that many eggs. Uh, you know, I'm already, a, uh, I, I, I'm already an head, I guess, an egg-shaped head, so I don't need to eat that many eggs. But anyways, either way, yeah, uh, great. It's, again, thank, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It should be, it should be a lot of fun uh, this week. A lot of good games on the, on, the, on the way as well. But, Brad, let's, we'll talk about week 11 before we get into week 12. But uh, let, let's talk about kind of these NBA moves real quick. Um, and let's talk about them. You know, the Lakers look, they're, they're, I mean, they're looking to repeat. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron James have as much of a, have as much of a, uh, as deep of a team as, as he does now. Um, and, and you know, some people, when you have a deep team, I think it takes, yes, there is a lot players as far as like at the beginning as stars and whatnot but i mean i i lakers team can can repeat um you know especially now that uh that that clay thompson's going to be out for the year for the warriors um I, I i like this lakers team a lot brad and i think that they can repeat for sure but what what is your you know what's your thoughts on the lakers also want to bring up listen the, the phoenix suns i mean they're looking to make the playoffs at least um, I think that they, I think that they could make a deep run, depending on what, you know, depending on where they, where where they position themselves. I mean, if they, if they're the seventh eighth seed, maybe not. But if they're like the fifth or sixth, maybe they might, they might be able to make a little bit of a run. Um, just kind of, maybe it depends on how, when they face the Lakers. Maybe that, maybe that's the deal. Maybe it just depends on that. Um, and then also, Brad, I want to make a statement. The Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they will make the playoffs in the NFC East or NFC East. Oh my goodness! In the I'm football on my mind here. In the East, 
uh, in the NBA. Uh, I I mean, I just think that they have a really good team after getting uh, uh, Gordon Hay yeah Gordon Hayward, uh, and you know, and also I mean, getting Lamelo Ball. Uh, by the way, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Ball uh, Lavar Ball. Um, shout out to him. Hey, all three of his sons in the NBA. I mean, um, you know, if you're if you're a, a dad who loves sports, I mean, if you if if all your kids could you know be pro athletes, and that's like I mean maybe that's our dream. I don't know, but anyway, uh, as long as they're happy, that's all that matters. But either way, all right, bro. What what is your thoughts on Lakers, the Suns? I mean, the uh, the Hornets. You got anybody that you think will make the playoffs no matter what? Uh, and yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, I, the Lakers, man, they're loading up. They're, uh, you know, picking up uh, Dennis Schroeder from OKC and a few others. I mean, they picked up the uh, Harrell from the Clippers. I mean, they're stacking up. I mean, you see this a lot with LeBron teams. Uh, they do well the first year or two, and then they bring on all these other veterans uh, who've been around for a while who just want to ring. Uh and so, in saying that, uh, it doesn't make the NBA as, as fun because, I mean, I know you, I, I agree with you. I think the Hornets could definitely be in there after they pick up Gordon Hayward. Uh, but, I mean, now you look at the West and there's not there's not as much parity as there was when we talked about it before the season last year. Um, because, well, it's going to be the Lakers, maybe the Clippers, and there's really nobody else in the West that could probably put up a fight uh, against the Lakers or the Clippers. I mean, there might be a few out there, but off the top of my head, it's hard to think about. So I, I, I agree with you there because, you know, the thing is, is the Lakers got better, but, you know, the real contenders in the real contenders in the West didn't get better. I mean, they just did it, um, in my opinion. I, I mean, you know, yeah, the Clippers, I mean, they didn't get better. I mean, some could argue they got worse, really. Uh, you know, I, the Nuggets, uh, they, they, lost, uh, they lost somebody, a big a contributor for them. Um, and so the – I think maybe the Jazz might have a chance, you know, if Mike Conley could stay healthy. Uh, but that's obviously an issue, you know. I like, I, I don't know, Brad. I, I, I don't think that there is anybody in the West. I mean, yeah, you have the Warriors if they could, you know, maybe, maybe the Warriors. But, but now out of the West, I mean, look, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be really good. Um, I think the 76 are really good. I, I mean. I don't think the Celtics really got better, but they still should be good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some teams that, are, that definitely got better in the West and so or in the East, and uh, and so we we may not have a we may not have the Heat in the finals, but I, I think that it's safe to say right now the the Lakers are uh, are the are the betting favorite. I mean, if you were if you wanted to go out in a bet and you said would you bet the Lakers going to the finals or the field, I mean. I would bet the Lakers personally, but either way, Brad. Yeah. So that, that's a little in, we can, you know, we can kind of squeeze that in closer to the season starting. We got about what a month away. Right. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I enjoy the NBA season. You're going to play a little NBA fantasy uh, basketball with us this year. Uh, but we're, probably, I will tell you now, we are not going to give you our starts and sits for fantasy basketball uh, for one. Yeah. We're not as good at that as we are at fantasy football. And two, there's a lot more, you know, there's more games during the league and all that stuff. Anyways, all right, Brad, let's uh, let's move on from the NBA. Let's talk college football, shall we? Uh, this past weekend, listen, Indiana, they had a chance. They had a chance against Ohio State. 
but they just couldn't take advantage in the end. really good game, Brad. It was a really good game, and I was surprised uh, that I think Ohio State was what like they were twenty-one point favorites. I, I thought that that was a little ridiculous personally, um, yeah, but uh, and obviously Indiana they definitely covered. But again, Indiana, I mean, they had a chance to beat Ohio State, uh, but Ohio State's a really good team, and when you're a really good team, and when a national champion content, national championship contending team you you know how to finish games and indiana i mean they're just not there they they don't know how to finish that game yet but hey uh, again great effort they're four and one i mean i don't know if anybody expected them to have four wins uh besides you of course brad but uh but not this not this, early four wins this, this early in the year so. right right uh you know another team that's really surprising especially in the big 10 is northwestern I mean, um, you know, who knew that an insurance company would do that good in in the Big Ten? I, that was Joe been waiting on. I've been sitting on for a long time. Anyways, Northwestern they got a huge win over Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was kind of you know low scoring, seventeen uh, seven. Probably a boring matchup to some. I'm a big fan of the defensive battles though. But hey, that is me. That's just me, I guess. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I mean. Who, who thought that Northwestern could contend of any? Because, I mean, with Northwestern's win over Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's trouble with, uh, you know, maybe not having – maybe not playing enough games uh, to actually, you know, have a chance at, at the playoff. Uh, Northwestern could. I mean, you could see them up against uh, Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, uh, which, you know, I, I think will be a shellacking for Ohio State. I think they I think they'll, they'll beat them, but still, uh, we talk about that at a later time. Alabama, they asserted uh, absolute dominance on Kentucky. Um, I mean, I, I mean, who didn't expect that? But, I mean, Alabama, I mean, they toyed with them. They really did. Uh, sorry over there to the Cats. They were definitely made into kitties, uh, into kittens uh, against Alabama for sure. Cincinnati, they barely pulled out a win against UCF. But, hey, a win's a win, right? And it's a, a, a very talented team. So, I mean, it's, we, can't, we can't not expect it to be a good – we, we have to expect that it has to be a good game, right? Um, and then Coastal Carolina and BYU, they continue to really show out for the non-Power 5. Brad, you're the Liberty. Uh, Liberty, they, they lost by one point. Um, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, good luck to Liberty. Liberty still had a really good season, and I think they'll continue to. Hugh Freeze, uh, definitely a hot, hot candidate right now. Um, and hopefully, hopefully for my Tennessee Vols, but that is what it is. Anyways, all right, Brad. So my biggest question coming out of this week, though, is whether or not Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State basically still the deal on whether or not the Big 12 actually gets a playoff spot. And then also tell us about what we have coming up this week. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, to going back just real quick on that game, Indiana and Ohio State, look, I turned it off early thinking that um, – I turned it off early thinking that uh, – you know, it probably wouldn't mean much. And I go back, and it's 42-35. Uh, like you said, Indiana, I mean, scoring 14 in the fourth quarter and then, uh, and then you know, not being able to capitalize there. Um, you know, it's just – it is what it is. And they'll learn from it. They're a young group. They're inexperienced. Um, and Tom Allen's a great coach. So, um, as far as – in regards to this week, we have lots of big games coming up. I'm going to go over just some that I thought, uh, you know, would be good in, in regards to – uh, matchups and then also just uh, some uh, some some prices for you. And so here goes. Oh, I ran out of pictures for you, Robert. Sorry. Um, here goes. Uh, here I got. So 
Um, the highest price ticket this week is number number two Notre Dame at number twenty five North Carolina in Chapel Hill. They're going for seven hundred and sixteen dollars. Uh, it's one of uh, two, two I believe three, four. Uh, I think it's three. I think it's three matchups within the top twenty five against ranked opponents. Uh, and you have if you want to get uh, you know a game for a Happy Meal, uh, you can go see number twenty four Tulsa at Houston for $10. Not only is it the cheapest ticket for the week, but the cheapest ticket for ranked opponents. And so just a couple of games I want to throw out there. If you're looking at some games or like, I want to, you know, put some time aside and watch these games. Here are golden games for college football this weekend. I mean, of course you have Notre, number two, Notre Dame, North, number 25, North Carolina. I do think number 14, OU at West Virginia. Look, West Virginia lost to Texas two weeks ago, but West Virginia is still a good team. Uh, I think this could be an upset bid. Uh, because they go in, OU's high on, on hype from beating Oklahoma State in a huge rivalry game. Um, and, and this could be a trap game for OU. You could see them lose here at, in uh, Morgantown. So the couches could be burning. So just be, be mindful of that. Uh, number 15, Iowa State goes against number 20, Texas. Look like you were saying too earlier, Robert. I don't think that Big 12 is going to have a playoff. I mean, you're not going to have a playoff team with two losses. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but Iowa State could carry the conference this year. Uh, but they have to prove it here in Austin. And then uh, if I remember correctly, I think they're ready to beat OU. And so, um, but anyway, so I digress. Uh, number nine, Oregon at Oregon State. Look, Oregon State is not very good. They are one and one for this season. They just came off a win against Cal in Berkeley. Uh, but this is known or used to be known as the Civil War. I think they had to change the name to it. But, uh, but Civil War uh, could be an upset here for, for number nine, Oregon. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Maryland could be another upset here uh, going against number 12, Indiana in Bloomington. Uh, Indiana coming off a a, 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 a comeback that, fall, that fell short in the fourth quarter. Um, and again, they're young. So will they be able to respond? Maryland's two and one. Um, you know, could they come out and, and give Indiana a scare or even beat them? Uh, number And then you have Pitt at number four, Clemson. Look, Pitt just killed Virginia Tech 44-14. Uh, they've been kind of in, inconsistent. They've been ranked. They haven't been ranked. Uh, this could be a track game. Clemson usually pulls one of these every year under Dabo, except for last year. Um, and this could be the game for them. They lost to Pitt three years ago, I believe, uh, as a number one or two in the country. So be mindful of this Pitt-Clemson game. Another one is Texas Tech at number 21, Oklahoma State. Look, Oklahoma State has shown they're not a very good team. They have good defense, but their offense just can't score for whatever reason. And so this could be an upset here for Texas Tech. Uh, number 16, Coastal Carolina, Chanteliers at Texas State, home of the Bobcats. Uh, shout out to, to Taylor, a friend of mine that uh, used to work there as their equipment manager. Uh, you know, they they have been okay this season. They're not the Texas State that they usually are where they're, they just can't win a game. Uh, this could be an upset here for Coastal Carolina on the road. And then last but not least, you had the Iron Bowl, number 22, Auburn, and number one, Alabama. Do I think Alabama can, can lose in this game? No. Uh, but it could be a game worth watching. It is in Alabama. Usually the crazy things, and this is what an Alabama fan told me earlier this week. I won't go on what they, the ignorance that they said about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they did say that all the crazy things that happen with the Iron Bowl always happen uh, at Auburn, and this game's at Alabama. So, um, so unless there's just something crazy that happens unexpectedly at Denny Bryant Stadium, uh, I can see this being an easy win for Bama, but nonetheless, could be a fun game to watch. Hey, technically, that game's always in Alabama. That's technically, yeah, technically, that's true. <laughs> oh, man, I, I had to throw that one in there. Yeah, a lot of good games, man. I'm excited for them. A lot of good games. 
let's uh, let's go through and give our college football top ten real quick, Brad. And then I'm going to give a little rant, uh, COVID rant on college football because I just I I, I find a little hypocrisy maybe, um, but we we'll, we can discuss it a little bit. All right, college football top ten for me: number one, Emma, number two, Notre Dame; number three, Ohio State; four, Texas; number five, Clemson; number six, Florida. Number seven, Cincinnati. All seven of those stay the same. They've been the same for the last uh, three weeks now. Number eight, BYU. Yeah, they move up. Uh, what two? Where they move up one spot there, due to the fact that Indiana lost. Number nine, I'll give it to Oregon. Uh, I mean, hey, they're they're still undefeated. I mean, yeah, it's what two game two and zero or whatnot. But Oregon, they look okay. Uh, and then number ten, I'll give it to Miami here. Uh, they've only lost what one game, I believe, and uh, they've had some couple of close ones though. That's for sure. But I'll give it to them. And then number 10, I'll give it to Northwestern – or number 10 is Miami, and the Northwestern's looking in at number 11. Brad, what is your top 10? Yeah, so my top 10 is I have Alabama number one. Uh, of course, they played Kentucky. But I had an Alabama fan say that – Alabama fans say that they thought Alabama was a better team than the Steelers. Look, I know Bama fans like their college football team, but let's just be realistic. I know education is not very high in this state, but just sometimes you just got to be smart about things, even if it's hard to come across that. All right. You're a college team, not a professional team. There's a reason why, you know, why you're not playing in the NFL. Anyway, I digress. Alabama, number one. Number two, Ohio State. Look, they they had a close one against Indiana. Not so close in the first half. Uh, they were up at one point, 28 to seven. Uh, Master Teague had a good game for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, but number two goes Ohio State. Number three, Notre Dame. Look, I just don't know. I'm, I'm thinking Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Who would I take? I, I think I still at this point would take Ohio State with Justin Fields and maybe not Ian Book. And so that's why I have him at three. Number four, Clemson. Uh, they just have one loss as of right now. Uh, could happen again this weekend unless they get canceled again because of COVID. Uh, number five, Texas A&M. Uh, number six, Florida. Look, Florida can score an offense. There's no doubt about that. But I think their defense is giving up a little too many points. And so – uh, that's the only thing that worries me there. That's why I have them at six and not five. Uh, Cincinnati, I have at seven. Uh, again, they almost lost this weekend, but uh, I think they face better opponents than BYU. So that's why I have BYU number eight. But when BYU, BYU plays an 0-3 North Alabama Division II team, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't give them a lot of credit for their victories. But anyway, uh, number nine, Northwestern. Look, they weren't ranked, and I know they're at 11 in most polls. I put them at number nine. Look, they beat the number 10 team in the country. They beat an undefeated Purdue uh, when they faced each other at 2-0. Uh, they're, they're looking pretty good this year. Um, and then number 10, I have Oregon. I kind of – I thought about even putting uh, USC here. I don't know if I believe in USC as much. Oregon, though, I mean, they barely beat a really bad UCLA team. I think they only won by three this past weekend. But I want to put them there at number 10, but I'm not very confident in that 10 spot right now with Oregon. Yeah, I think with the with the Pac-12 at the moment, I think we really have to just look at uh, just look at teams. You know what what they what they look like in the past or last year, for instance. You know, and how Oregon finished last year uh, compared to this year, or how they were projected to come into this year, and uh, just you know, I think that that's maybe how we have to look at it. But either way, I mean that Pac-12 it should get interesting here soon as well. Honestly, I, I don't know if we'll see a Pac-12 or a Big 12 team in the college football playoff. I think it'll be uh, maybe a Notre Dame or maybe a uh, or maybe a Texas A&M taking over for that uh, fourth spot. Uh, or Clemson, 
course, could be Clemson too. But I think if Clemson loses again in the in the ACC championship, if they don't lose before that, of course, then I mean, obviously, they probably wouldn't get in. But either way, um, all right, Brad. So I got a little COVID rant for you here, and you and I talked about it a little bit here, but I, I just found a little hypocrisy with it because I I don't maybe it's because I don't so understand how it goes. Maybe I just don't understand. Uh, and if anybody wants to reach out and kind of you know teach me something, hey, I'm cool with that too. Uh, but either way. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the NFL. The NFL, listen, they, they had these COVID positive tests, like Adam Thielen had it, okay? And now and now uh, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram have it. And sure, but is the Steelers-Ravens game really in jeopardy Thursday night? No, it's not. But then you're going to have your – and I'm just going to take games that are canceled this week, for instance, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Those two games – that game got canceled before the week even got here, really. And I'm just – maybe it's just me, Brad, but how is the NFL able to just kind of chug along whenever they have positive COVID tests, but then college can't? I mean, are they – I think that there's a little more that goes into the Tennessee Vandy thing than just COVID, but I'm just using that as an example because the thing is, is like I, I just – I don't get it. I, I'm So I, I want to just kind of just say like what – are college football teams are they just not giving a are they not giving enough of a time enough of like a buffer to say hey maybe we can get this game in um you know it's maybe you know if we wait a couple of days and everybody comes back negative and we're good to go you know like that's what the NFL's doing um because we after all these guys want to play and we want to see them play and so I just think that I, I just I, I don't understand how college football can't make it happen, but the NFL can. Um, I mean, I get it. They're I mean, but they're all about the same, really. I mean, as college football technically is around more people, college athletes are, but most of their classes now are online anyway. So I, I just I, I'm sorry, Brett. I just don't get it. I I don't get how the NFL can make it can can go on, but the uh, but college football can i i'm just i don't i just don't get it yeah i don't get it either maybe they just have more protocols in place for the nfl uh but i i think college i i don't know i think for them they're just in their mind it's like look i mean if we need to cancel the game we need to cancel the game it's a weird season let's just get what we can get out of it uh where nfl is more of you know we're paying these people to play I mean, Ole Miss is usually paying people too, but, you know, in NFL, you know, everybody's getting paid. And uh, I, I think they just want them to get out in the field. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean, if I'm a rookie or not a rookie, but if I'm a man on contract, say, for example, you're Corey, like Corey Davis on your Titans and I have to sit out two games with COVID and then I come back and don't perform very well, then I probably don't get the contract that I've been fighting for. Where in college, like, although they are getting with that by scouts, they do have the combine and they do have plenty of tape. Um, that I think will be able to be looked at. So I think that's the only reason why they're canceling, um, you know, and it, it saves the college money too. I know they make millions of dollars off college football, but if you don't have to go fill up the, the jet, you know, to, to go across country to play somebody or, or, or go an hour up, up the state or anything like that, it saves them money. So I think that's where they're coming from with that. Right. I, I get it. I mean, and also, of course, there are a whole lot more teams uh, in college football than there are in the NFL. And you have a whole lot more minds making decisions. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, there's a person making a decision per school instead of a 
you know, Roger Goodell making a decision for the whole NFL. And I get that. I do. I guess I just look at it like maybe college football could at least, you know, give a little bit more effort of actually making sure that making the game happen instead of just, you know, um, instead of just saying, oh, well, we're just going to cancel it. Don't worry about it. Like, and I think, was it, was it Wisconsin? Maybe it was Wisconsin. They, they canceled their game or no, it was Texas A&M. I think last week, right? Mm -hmm. I think they canceled their game because of one positive test, one positive test. Some, some, Anyway, somebody in college football canceled their game because of one positive test, and I personally find that, I don't know, ridiculous, uh, personally. Um, and anyway, all right, so let, let's let's digress on that. Let's talk a little NFL football. Um, <laughs> Brad, the, the week 11, week 11 was interesting in, 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 uh, in the NFL for sure. Um, it started off with a thrilling matchup that saw the Seahawks retake the lead in the NFC West. Well, that was until last night, of course. Uh, but either way, I feel like that. I feel like the division lead in the NFC West is is just gonna kind of flip flop for the rest of the year, really, uh, between the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams. Um, I, Cardinals and Rams play each other one more time. I think the Seahawks and Rams play each other one more time. Uh, and so, you know, we could have a. I mean, Rams are leading it right now, but definitely uh, the Cardinals could lead it at the end of the year. Or the Seahawks could lead it at the end of the year. Uh, who knows, right? All right, and then also, Brad, your Steelers, man, they're ten and zero, uh, and they're they play they're playing very confident right now. Granted, uh, they did on the lowly on the lowly Jags, uh, but either way, um, I mean, they, they they beat them like they should have, and that's uh, and good teams do that, um, or great teams do that. Good teams, uh, mediocre teams like my Titans, sometimes they let bad teams almost beat them or beat them, uh, but that is uh, nonetheless. Uh, Philip Walker, the presumptive XFL MVP, uh, he got his first start and win as the Panthers shut the lines out. I was kind of surprised about that. I uh, I had a couple of leagues where I could have grabbed the Panthers' uh, defense. I guess I should have. Uh, the Texans, they finally beat someone other than the Jags, and the Pats' uh, playoff chances have now worsened. Um, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's the man. The Bears, I don't I, – I mean, the Bears are kicking themselves every single day for not grabbing Deshaun Watson – or Patrick Mahomes instead of Mitchell Trubisky, that's for sure. Um, and then the Browns, listen, they, they've been winning ugly, but a win is a win over the Eagles, who, by the way, they still lead the NFC East at 3-6-1. and one. I, That's just – I mean, that's that's ridiculous. The NFC least is – it. that's um, – Joe went down with a bad knee injury. Uh, listen, wait, you know, he's got a torn ACL, torn MCL, and other damage apparently. Um and that's going to end his rookie season, uh, which was a promising rookie season, which he may have saw the rookie of the year award. Uh, Justin Herbert's almost a shoe in, I think now, uh, now that, now that uh, Joe Burrows went down, but either way, um, Alex Smith did get his first win uh, of, after coming back, which is good. Uh, the red, the Redskins, the Washington football team, that is, they just keep on. I, I mean, they, they just, that, that, I don't know that race, it's a three-way tie for second place right now at three, at three and seven in the uh, NFC East, and that's again just horrible. Um, hey, listen, our thoughts and our prayers go out to Joe Burrow and, and also the Callis Other, who has been injured this season again, Brad. Every single week, it seems like at least one or two or three or more stars or future stars go down uh, due to due to injury 
Uh, and again, maybe that's because of the preseason or whatnot, but um, it is what it is. All right, uh, Taysom Hill, I think he did really well against the Falcons, and he led the Saints to uh, to the table so they could uh, eat a W. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I just I was I was so ready to say that. All right, the Titans and Ravens, they had a classic battle that went to OT only for uh, Derrick Henry to literally draw an L uh, for the Ravens to give the Titans the W. Um, the Ravens, by the way, are currently out of the playoffs. Wow, right? That that's I mean, that's surprising. I mean, I had them going 4-15-1, if not 16 and 0, because they had a really easy schedule. But apparently, um, they're just not who we thought they were. Uh the Jets had the opportunity to beat the Chargers, but they fell short. Uh no pun intended. The Jets, uh, they want at least uh they want at least one win. I mean the players do, right? Uh, Frank Gore, I saw he came out and he said, Hey, I gotta at least get one win here. Uh, and I think that they could get it at some point. Uh and maybe when we least expect it. I mean, they play the Dolphins this week. If the Dolphins play like they did last week, I mean the Jets might might beat them. I, I mean, I doubt it, but they might. Um, and then uh speaking of teams, uh we didn't uh, uh speaking of teams we didn't expect to win. Uh, how about those Cowboys putting a damper on the Vikings' chances at number seven spot in the NFC playoffs? Um, I mean, I, I think the NFC playoffs are pretty are pretty set, but I mean the Vikings had a chance at a number seven spot. Um, we're gonna have to knock somebody out like a like a Cardinals, Rams, or, or Seahawks or a Buccaneers. But um, but either way, uh, they I think they had a shot, but losing that game, nah, probably probably out of it now, possibly. The Cowboys, by the way, they could still win the NFC East. I mean, Andy Dalton played well against the Cow or against the Vikings. Uh, could he play well on Thanksgiving Day? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, down fourteen, the Colts and Phillip Rivers surged back to beat the Packers in a great game that could have went either way. Brad, uh, the Sunday night matchup didn't disappoint as the Chiefs scored to take the lead with twenty-eight seconds remaining. Brad, I mean Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's the MVP front runner for a reason. I know. I talked to Big Ben also being that conversation. I think he should be in that conversation. I don't know if I, I think Mahomes is the front runner, but I think Big Ben definitely deserves to be in that conversation uh, for sure. And maybe even number two or three spot. Um, but yeah, Mahomes, I, I, right now I'd say he's the front runner, but hey, you never know. Anything could happen this season. Uh, the Monday night matchup was also very good. Uh, and the Rams were able to escape with a escape with a three point win over the Bucks, Brad. Listen, I think it's uh Here's here's two things I want to I want to say about this game. One, the Bucks released Matt Gay before the season started, and Matt Gay actually kicked the game winner last night for the Rams. Um, so just kind of funny how those things work out. And the other thing is, um, maybe it's maybe I, I think it's time to worry whether or not the Bucks can actually win the NFC South, and I don't know if they can actually do any damage in the playoffs if they're going to have to be on the road all the entire time. Uh, but also, I think it's time we put a little, a uh, little more R E S P E C T on those Rams. Uh, they're looking pretty good this year. Uh, that defense has got it going on. And Jared Goff, hey, I mean, uh, he he's throwing the ball to his wide receivers. That's for sure. Either way, Brad, what is your thoughts on Week Eleven? That is mine. I'm gonna take a breath here, Woo! and uh, just let you uh, give your thoughts on Week Eleven. Yeah, week 11 was – I mean, I'll say this, like I said last week. It was just – this week's just been really surprising. Um, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get week in and week out uh, with your with the teams you're playing on. 
Um, and, and you know, who would have thought the Broncos would beat the, uh, the Dolphins? Who would have thought uh, that Joe Burrow would go down and that the Bengals would lose to the Washington football team? Uh, there was a lot of – to me, I saw there was a lot of surprises. I, I changed my pick last minute to the Packers. Uh, looked promising until uh, – Vaughn. I, I can't ever say his name, but, you know, the guy with the VS with the last name at the Packers, Vaughting, Scouting, whatever his name is. Either way, uh, you know, it looked promising until he fumbled. Uh, I picked the Ravens. That looks good, you know, up until mm, the third, fourth quarter. And so in saying all that um, – yeah, I mean, I, I think you covered it really well. Uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers are 10-0, so thank you for throwing that out there. Uh, only team left that's undefeated. And uh, the last time a team went 10-0, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, started off 10-0. That was the 2009 Saints. And, um, yeah, just this season's been unpredictable, and uh, my picks suck this week. So uh, hopefully you can uh, get faith in me again this week after we pick another week. And uh, go from there. Wait, didn't the Panthers go ten and zero? The Panthers? Yeah. Uh, you they went to the Super Bowl. They went. They were ten and zero, weren't they? I don't know. Let me look that up. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they were, because um, I know in 2009. Oh yeah, they did go ten and zero. Yeah, sorry. So. Okay. Okay, and then and then the Titans went ten and zero before losing to Brett Favre and the Jets in 2008. Um, yeah, but okay. no. So it's the last team that went ten and zero to win a Super Bowl was two thousand nine Saints. So. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, wording there, you know, I, 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 I don't want to get Steelers fans too excited. Uh, but listen, the Steelers, as a Steelers fan, you should be excited. I mean, it's a good team. Um, I, I would worry a little bit. I think, I think, uh, uh, the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs. They, they look pretty, pretty good right now too. Um, Definitely setting up for uh, a very, a very good AFC Championship possible battle. Uh, not counting my Titans out, of course, but uh, but hey, or uh, Colts out either. I mean, listen, the Colts are Colts are a good team as well, but they could have lost to the Packers uh, had it not been for a couple of turnovers. But hey, Mo Alley Cox also fumbled, so I mean, you know, it is what it is. All right, um, Brad, that is our that's our week eleven. That's just kind of talking about week eleven, Brad. Um. There's a lot of uh, there's there was a lot of good games, some storylines that came out of that. Brad, what are our week 11, uh, NFL week 11 and college football goldies? Yeah, so for our goldies, MVP of this week is the guy I left on the bench for Matt Ryan. I switched him about five minutes before uh, the game that was really done on my end, but uh, MVP is Deshaun Watson 344 yards, two touchdowns, also has one on the ground. Uh, did well. Of course, he cooled off in the second half, but overall, I mean, it's still a good stat line. Uh, and then as far as the team goes, I look, I picked Indianapolis Colts uh, beating the Packers 31-31 in overtime. I know the Titans did the same thing with the Ravens, but the Packers were 7-2. and two, uh, The Ravens were 6-3. and three. And at the same time, the Colts had to come up with a big fumble uh, in overtime to win that game. And so anyway, I thought that was the game of the week. Uh, but I would say the Titans were a very, very close second in the game of the week against the Ravens. And then my rookie of the week is Antonio Gibson, running back for a Washington football team. Look, I was going to pick a, a quarterback, but then the quarterbacks for rookies, I mean, they all lost. And so uh, they put up good numbers, but they lost. And so uh, Antonio Gibson, 94 yards and one touchdown. Not a, a crazy uh, line, but at the same time, they won. And a lot of that came from his running ability. 
uh, MVP in uh, college. Again, this could I almost gave it to Penix, uh, the kid from Indiana that's playing quarterback, uh, because he had uh, 491 yards, five touchdowns, and, a, and an interception. Uh, but I actually gave it to a guy named Jarrett Patterson, a running back out of Buffalo. Uh, he had 301 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. Uh, they play Bowling Green State University, a small school out of Miami or uh, out of Ohio. But at the same time, that's still amazing, no matter who you're playing. 301 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, game of the week for me, I, I put Ohio State beating Indiana 42-35. If you were to say the first half, I would not agree that's the game of the week. But in the second half, Indiana made it a game. Uh, they just fell short in their comeback. And then upset of the week is number 19 at the time, uh, Northwestern over number 10 at the time, Wisconsin, 17-7. Uh, you know, Merch threw four interceptions that game. Wisconsin didn't look good, uh, but like Northwestern said, even though they were three and nine last year uh, and they were 5-0 this year, they said, we're not just a smart school anymore. Uh, Northwestern, I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. I mean, make sure that you're actually legit before you start saying those things uh, or you end up like Stanford. And so anyway, Northwestern is 5-0 for the first time since 1996. And a fun fact about that year is when that's when Pat Fitzgerald, uh, Patrick, uh, sorry, Pat Fitzgerald, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald, the coach of Northwestern, played linebacker for them. It was the last time they started 5-0 in 1996. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, I like those. I like those goldies a lot, Brad. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll tell you all our fantasy football starts in sits. All right, folks, and we are back, Brad. All right, let's go with our fantasy football starts and sits for week 12. Um, I'll start out quarterback. I would start Derek Carr. I mean, he played, he's been playing really well as of late. Um, you know, to a degree, I, that, I mean, maybe that Brown, take that one out, but either way, uh, played really well against the Chiefs. Uh, he's playing the Falcons. I think he's a start this week. And I would sit Lamar Jackson. Why? Because I feel like the, I feel like the Steelers Ravens game is going to be a blowout. And I feel like Lamar Jackson could possibly get even pulled in this game. Not necessarily due to performance, but the fact is, is like, well, if you lost the game, you know, if they can't come back, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel a blowout come this game, and I think you can set Lamar Jackson. Yeah, for me, uh, my start of the week is Deshaun Watson against Detroit. Detroit's been so-so with quarterbacks. I almost put Derek Carr here. I uh, decided not to, uh, but Deshaun Watson versus Detroit. And then I would actually sit Lamar Jackson versus Pittsburgh. Uh, you've already said everything I was going to say, so I'll just go with it. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, running back, I would start Naeem Hines. Uh, listen, he did lots of damage to the Titans uh, two weeks ago. I know Jonathan Taylor kind of came along last week, but listen, I mean, uh, don't you don't fix what's what's not broken, right? And so I feel like Naeem Hines is probably going to have a big, a big role in this game. Uh, maybe you can start Jonathan Taylor too. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much I, how confident I am in my Titans this week, but I do think that they, I think they have a chance to win this game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where I lean though. Whenever we get to picks, um, and then also, I would sit Gus Edwards. Listen, he may be the only running back for the Ravens, but again, I just stay away. Again, like I'm, like I'm, like I said about Lamar Jackson, I just feel a lot coming, and uh, I feel like you know Gus Edwards. I don't know, can he hold, handle the load? Um, I, I think he's more of a sit this week than start. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, Las Vegas is fifth in giving up rushing yards and, and points to, to fantasy running backs. And so if I were you, I'd start Todd Gurley. He's quietly been the number two, three rusher in the league in rushing yards. So I would start him this week. Uh, Atlanta, uh, uh, after Matt Ryan's performance last week, uh, 
they're probably going to be looking at more towards the run. So I would start Todd Gurley here. And then I would sit uh, Melvin Gordon or any of the Bronco running backs. So Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, I sit them against New Orleans here. New Orleans is 32nd against run as far as giving up points to uh, run. So 32nd means it's good. Sorry. This, this league does the opposite. But New Orleans is, uh, is the top defense against the run in fantasy. Um, and, uh, you know, the Broncos are looking good right now, but New Orleans defense is looking pretty dirty. Right, right. I, I, I like those. All right, for wide receiver, I would start DJ Moore. Uh, it's been back and forth to play him or not, but I think you can this week. Uh, Philip Walker seems to like him a lot. Um, now, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater may be back this week and maybe should be back this week, but uh, Philip, I mean, if Philip Walker plays again, either one, I think you can, I think you can play DJ Moore with confidence this week. Uh, and then I would sit AJ Brown. Listen, I know, listen, he's, he, you know, don't you don't sit your studs. I brought up Lamar Jackson. I brought up AJ Brown, but AJ Brown's been inconsistent. Um, now, granted, he did have a huge. He had some drops. He had a huge drop that probably would have been a touchdown against the Colts, and probably would have probably would have made that game different than what it actually was uh, two weeks ago. But he only caught one ball for 21 yards, and I feel like I don't know if I can trust him to do as good. He, he kind of saved his game uh, at, at the end of the game against the Ravens. So. Either way, I think A.J. Brown has just been kind of inconsistent. And, listen, I could be wrong on this for sure. And, honestly, I hope I am. But uh, but I would sit A.J. Brown if you can. Uh, if you got the choice of D.J. Moore A.J. Brown, maybe you um, – I don't know. Maybe you go with D.J. Moore instead. Yeah, I remember texting you during that when he had that he had that touchdown to make up his fantasy day. I mean, that was that was a beast. Angry run, man. A.J. Brown. I, yeah, I, I mean, he, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great play. Uh, I would start Terry uh, McLaurin against Dallas. Dallas has given up a lot of points to receivers this year. They're just barely behind Seattle and giving up uh, as many points in fantasy to wide receivers. So, and and McLaurin, I mean, a lot of people were saying that he was going to disappear with, with Alex Smith starting because Alex Smith can't sort of throw the deep ball anymore. And in fact, uh, McLaurin's had three great games with Alex Smith as quarterback. So I would start him against Dallas. I would actually sit – I almost said A.J. Brown this one, but I, I'm actually going to sit Mike Evans. Uh, Kansas City has been really good, surprisingly, against uh, in their secondary this year uh, with Sorensen and, and the others that are, are back there in the secondary. Uh, I would sit Mike Evans this week against Kansas City. Uh, and, and granted, I mean, I know he's a big name just like A.J. Brown, but we're saying this because uh, he just – he might. It's not that he won't score points. It just won't be as big of a game as they usually have week in and week out. I I actually agree with that. Mike Evans was my second choice there as well. Um, for tight end, Brad, I'm going to start Evan Ingram. Uh, he's playing against the Bengals. Um, I mean, I I just they should do well against them. Uh, and then also, Brad, I I hope I'm not taking your other one, but I I think I just to mention it for starts here. I think Trey Burton or Mo Ali Cox is a good option too. Uh, for for start, but either way, all right. And then I was sitting Noah Fant. Uh, Saints didn't even allow a target to Hayden Hurst of the Falcons last week, so uh, or I don't think they allowed a target. I know they didn't allow a reception for sure. And so, uh, yeah, I would I would sit Noah Fant this week. Yeah, I actually have uh, Austin Hooper uh, as my as my start of the week for tight end. But he's doing against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is really hurting. Uh, and Eric Ebron had a good game against them. Uh, I can see Austin Hooper having a good game, especially with Baker Mayfield being limited in his passing ability. Uh, and they'll probably throw it a lot, so I can see him getting a lot of receptions off of play actions against Jacksonville. So, uh, And then I would sit – I almost said Trey Burton on start, by the way, but I would sit uh, Jared Cook uh, against Denver. I know you just mentioned Noah Fant, uh, 
But look, Denver's been really good against tight ends this year. And I, if I were you, I would say Jared Cook. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. For defense, I would start the Giants. I mean, listen, they're going up against a bad Bengals offense without Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would, yeah, I would, I would start the Giants with, uh, with very much confidence that they can uh, at least get the job done um, for you with the defense. You're not really expecting, you know, you're not expecting 15 points every week. You're expecting to not get, you know, negative points, really. Uh, if you can get three, four points out of your defense, I mean, sometimes that's uh, about all you can ask for, really. Um, all right, I would sit the Titans defense. Uh, the Colts are definitely on a roll as far as offense goes. And so, uh, yeah, I would sit the Titans defense in this one. Yeah, the only time you have to, you have to realistically expect your defense to score 15 points is if you're uh, the Steelers and, and maybe the Ravens. But, uh, but I digress. Um, I was For start of the week, I was actually going to put Miami against the Jets. Uh, but I thought you would have them. So I actually put New Orleans against Denver. I know Denver just beat the, the uh, who they play, the Falcons or somebody. Anyway, for I'm, my mind is 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 not really cooperating with me. But either way, the Broncos won this past week. But again, New Orleans defense is looking good. They've, they've scored, I think, uh, over the last three games, I know they've scored 16, 14, and 16. And so, I mean, to be, to be on average there, I think New Orleans will keep it up. Uh, then I would sit Baltimore's defense against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm, it's not because I'm a Pittsburgh fan. I, I actually try to stay away from Pittsburgh picks a lot of times in my, my fantasy. But, uh, look, I, it's not that I think Baltimore is a, a bad defense or not, but I think uh, their defense is going to be on the field a lot, and I think you can see uh, their defense getting hit pretty hard in the second half of the game. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, so my golden start of the week is Daniel Jones. Uh Again, a bad Cincy offense is going to give Daniel Jones more opportunities this week. Um, and listen, so, yeah, I mean, he should get a lot of chances. Um, now, granted, uh, expect him to maybe have a fumble or, or an interception, but um, he's kind of a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. I mean, uh, I have Daniel Jones in a couple of leagues. I don't think I'm going to play him in the leagues I have him in. Um, well, except for maybe one because I currently don't have a quarterback since Joe Burrow went down. But that is uh, that's beside that's beside the point. Either way, um, yeah. So uh, that that is my uh, that's my golden star of the week, Daniel Jones. Yeah, we actually don't talk before we record this, but I actually have Wayne uh, Gallman, uh, the running back for New York Giants. Uh, I, I know you said Daniel Jones. I, I think that for the same reasons why Daniel Jones, you think Daniel Jones would be good this week? I think Wayne Gallman. Like he's been averaging like 15 points a game over the last three contests. Uh, he's been on a roll right now, uh, and at the same time, uh, like you were saying with Joe Burrow out, I mean, you can see the Giants' offense on the field a lot. Um, and even if they don't utilize him in the first half, I think just to keep the the game going and, and keeping it steady, I think they'll run him a lot in the second half. And so I spent a lot of points at Wayne Gallman this week. Hey, also talking about the Giants, uh, we don't usually get these, but uh, if you have an ID, if you're playing an IDP league, uh, which includes defensive players. Look at Leonard Williams um, this week. I think Leonard Williams, I think he could possibly do really, really well against that bad uh, Bengals offensive line. So, um, yeah, just look at Leonard Williams this week. I I, I, I don't want to say too much uh, because I know some some in some leagues may be listening. But, yeah, I would look at, uh, I would look at Leonard Williams for sure. And, uh, anyways, yeah, I would look at Leonard Williams. He's a uh, – hey. He's a – I think he's a good option this week. Uh, we don't usually give those out, but uh, when they're a bona fide – when they're a bona fide good play, I, I think that maybe we can. 
All right, Brad, let's go with our week 12 power rankings, shall we? Uh, first up, I have number one, the Steelers. They are uh, – they haven't changed. I mean, they're 10-0. Number two, the Chiefs. I mean, they're 9-1. Um, you know, the the, Ra the Raiders are seem to be about – you know, the Raiders beat them, and then the Raiders almost beat them again. Um, you know, if, if their defense could just play a little better at the end of the game, if they could finish, uh, maybe they beat them again. But either way, uh, number three, I have the Saints. I mean, the Saints didn't look like they missed too much of a beat with Taysom Hill. Maybe they could have scored more with Drew Brees. Uh, but either way, um, yeah, I mean, the Saints look good defensively, offensively, both. Rams at number four, they move up four spots for me. I mean, the Rams, again, what I, I said, give that little R-E-S-P-E-C-T -E -S -E -S -E to the Rams. Uh, also, give it to the Colts, too. They move up four spots for me as well. Uh, the Bills, at the Colts at number five. The Bills are number six. They move up another four spots. No, they didn't play, but others lost, Brad, and that – to me, matters. Number seven for me is the Seahawks. They move up six spots. A huge win over over the Cardinals. Cardinals could have won that game as well. Uh, and the Cardinals would probably be where the Rams are right now. But either way, um, they're not. The Seahawks move back up into the top ten at number seven. Move up six spots for me. Move down three spots. Listen, the Bucks. Uh, they seemingly can't beat really good teams, Brad. I mean, the Rams, I can't beat them. They can't beat the Saints. Um, maybe we should start questioning them a little more. And, and I certainly am. I had them as my Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC. And, and I honestly, uh, I would, I'd rather come back. I'd rather get back away from that. They did whoop the Packers. I know that. But I, I think maybe we're giving them too much credit for that win because, I mean, they're getting whooped by other teams or at least walloped at least in losing. Um, all right, the Packers, speaking of the Packers, they are number nine for me. They moved down four spots. Uh, number 10 for me, Brad, is the Titans. They move up four spots, a huge win over the Ravens there. Uh, the Ravens, again, out of the playoff picture at the moment. The Titans are firmly in it, the number five seed. Uh, the number 11 team for me is the Cardinals. They moved down four spots. Uh, again, you know, they'd be at the number four seed if they wouldn't have lost to the Seahawks. Number 12, the Dolphins. They moved down six spots. Dolphins, uh, I, at the moment, I want to call them pretenders. If they lose to the Jets, I certainly am calling them pretenders for sure. Uh, the Raiders, they moved down two spots, honestly. Um, could have kept the Raiders where they were, and I wouldn't have felt bad about it. Great performance uh, against the Chiefs for sure. But you know what? You know what effort gets you, Brad? It gets you participation trophies, and we don't have those in the NFL. Uh, number 14, the Ravens, uh, they moved down two spots. I mean, that's a huge loss to the Titans there. They're both fighting for the playoffs here. And uh, the Ravens, I mean, they're fighting for the lies. They lose another one to the Steelers here, and it's pretty much ball game as far as that division goes for them and then the browns number 15 they don't move anywhere but again i can't get over the fact that the ravens whoop the browns i, I just can't get over that so i'm going to keep the ravens above them brad what is your top 15 in the nfl yeah let me just say this real quick i had so i posted about 10 and 0 steelers and i had a titan friend of mine who's like oh yeah you're welcome and i was like what do you mean and they're like oh we beat the ravens for you so you know you gave you a four game lead in your division i said oh yeah because uh that affected the other three games that we were up on them with, you know. And so, anyway, uh, Titans fans. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to let's go to the top fifteen. I'm going to go with one Steelers. They don't move. Uh, don't need explanation there. Number two Chiefs. They don't move. Look, they would have lost to the Raiders. They would have dropped to maybe six, five. Uh, probably like four, yeah, probably four or five. But anyway, uh, Chiefs number two, number three are the Saints. 
I mean, they're looking really good this 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 uh this time around, and uh, they've been coming together. So uh, Saints over at uh, eight and two, number three, number four. I put the Colts, but they move up five spots for me, and it's really only because I mean the Packers. We don't really know what to expect from them week in and week out, but they did beat the Packers in overtime at home. I thought Phil Rivers had a really good game uh, for Philip Rivers, um, but I had them at number four. Number five had the Rams. Look, the Rams again another inconsistent team. I mean, they lose to the 49ers and then they beat the Seahawks and then they beat the Bucks. Um, but uh, so, I mean, with the good Rams, I had them at number five, uh, plus six on their spot. Um, number six, I had the Packers. I only dropped them two and only because they lost in overtime to the Colts. Um, if they would have, if it was a blowout, I probably would have dropped them a lot further. Uh, but because it was overtime loss, I only dropped them two. Uh, number seven, I had your Titans. I actually have them higher than you, surprisingly. I uh, had them in number seven, moved them up five spots. So the Ravens, even if they already dropped the six and five this year, uh, they're still, I mean, they're a decent team. They're, they're a pretty solid team. Um, and to beat them uh, in Baltimore, right? I'm pretty sure it was Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, it was. In Baltimore. I know there's no fans and it probably would have been different. If there were fans there. Who knows? Uh, there was fans there in the playoffs and they still lost the Titans. So, uh, but they moved up five spots. I uh, had the Bills moving up two spots. Um, look, the Bills didn't play this week, but Hey, they're seven and three. Uh, I still think they're a decent team. Again, we don't know what bills we're going to expect with them, but uh, I had the bills at number eight. Number nine, I had the Seahawks. Uh, I kind of teeter-tottered with them. Uh, they looked really good uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't have to be the, the almighty savior throwing, you know, eight, nine touchdown passes in the game. He was able to throw two touchdown passes, and they still won the game. Uh, I thought I think their defense is looking a lot better. I think they're finally getting some of the players back that they've had injured during the year. And so uh, I had the Seahawks at number uh, nine. Number 10, I had the Browns. Look, I know the Browns got shellacked by the Ravens. Uh, the Browns got shellacked by the Steelers. Uh, the Browns don't win good games against great teams. Um, and so should they be ranked as high as they are? Probably not, but the record seven and three. I'm going to put it at number 10 for right now. Um, I think I don't even, I couldn't tell you the probably the last time they were seven and three is probably in the eighties. So, I mean, just let them, uh, just let them, you know, bask in their, their glory right now. Um, Cardinals had them at number 11 and moved them down four spots. I don't want to move them down a ton just because I, the game, like you said, could have gone either way against the Seahawks. Um, so I only moved them down to number 11, number 12, I put the bucks, but they dropped seven spots. You're like, well, they only lost by three to the Rams, but again, like you were saying, I mean, one week they're beating the the Packers by 30 and the, the next week they're losing to the Rams. And so, uh, or uh, they struggle against the Giants. And so I get it's the first year of this offense playing together and it takes some time to connect and, and create chemistry. Uh, but, you know, we can't blame, and, and Brady's a, 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 a you know, a, a crybaby. So anyway, goes down seven spots. Number 13, I put the Raiders, but the Raiders haven't moved since last week. Uh, I don't want to drop them any further. And I, I thought for them to beat the Chiefs and to only lose by four, uh, I mean, I think there's some promise here with the Raiders team. Um, so I don't want to drop them too much. The Ravens, I dropped them six to number 14. Uh, like you were saying, though, they lose Thursday night to the Steelers. They're, they're out of the top 15 completely. Um, I know like, they get some five losses, so it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, this is a team where a lot of people haven't gone to the Super Bowl or, or uh, losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Now they might be on the outside looking in. Uh, and then last but not least, I have the Dolphins at 15. Uh, Dolphins have been up and down for me all year, but they lost to the Broncos. I couldn't remember who, they, who the Broncos played earlier today. Uh, but they lost to the Broncos uh, at home, I believe, and they had a pull to it because of injury slash being benched. Uh, Fitzpatrick came in, didn't really do much. 
Um, and uh, just kind of makes me worried. They, they had negative one fantasy points this week for me. Uh, so I'm going to put them at 15. All right. All right. I like it, Brad. I like it. All right. Let's uh, let's pick three games here that we're most interested in watching. Uh, first up for me, Brad's going to be Titans versus Colts. I mean, again, just like two weeks ago, the first place in the AFC South is up for grabs. Uh, and I think it's a must win for the Titans if they expect to win the AFC South. I think um, I think if the Colts win here that you can you can pretty much give them the give them the AFC South because they, they have an easier schedule for sure. But uh, either way, that's my that's the I think it's probably uh, probably might be the game of the week really. Yeah, for me, I actually put the the uh, the Ravens at or the yeah sorry Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I know I'm a Pittsburgh fan, but this is this is kind of a big deal. I mean, I mean they they win, they pretty much lock up the AFC North here, and uh, the Ravens are on the outside looking in. So uh, for me, I, I picked the uh, the Ra- and that's on Thanksgiving, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And it's their color rush uniforms, which I've been displaying behind me on the TV. Uh, the whole time I've been talking because they are beautiful. So I'm looking forward to seeing those those uniforms as well. Hey, don't count the Browns out. <laughs> they could they could win the AFC North, right? Yeah. Anyway, what's your second game? <laughs> uh, not the Browns. Uh, Panthers versus Vikings. Listen, I think the loser is officially out of the playoff picture. I think they're both out of it, but I I think the loser is uh the loser is yeah officially out. I, in my opinion. Yeah, so for me, the second game is is realistically, I have I have the uh, Arizona Cardinals at the Patriots, and you're saying, well, is that really a game worth watching? Maybe not, but I think there's a lot of implications there. Uh, you know, it is in it is in New England. I know the Patriots aren't doing great this year, but can the Cardinals bounce back? Can they be a team that shows resilience and uh, can stay in that NFC West race? All right, I like it. My last game is the Chiefs versus Bucks, Brown. Uh, listen, Mahomes versus Brady. I mean, I mean, their showdown so far have been pretty good. So I expect this to be pretty good. Uh, the Bucks, they, you know, their offense is definitely not as dynamic as the, as the, uh, as the, uh, Chiefs offense is. But um, maybe, maybe they can figure something out and stop the and stop the Chiefs. I think that this could be. I think this could be a shellacking really by the by the Chiefs. But I, I mean, Tom Brady's not used to getting dominate that way so I, I think he can make it a game either way what is so what is your third game yeah my third game is actually San Fran at LA the LA Rams look I, San Fran I mean we don't really know what to think of them they've been really injured they're they're just not living up to the hype going into this season uh the Rams though hey the Rams are seven and three they just came off a, a, a win against the Bucks they beat the Seahawks uh this is their chance to really take control of that number one seed in the NFC West I don't think it'd be a close game, but hey, they lost to the 49ers uh, the last time they were out in the field. So uh, this could be a game that you could see the Rams lose and and the fall to third in the division and not be able to come back from that. Very nice, very nice. All right, that is our games to watch this week, folks. All right, let's go to week to pick on Brad. Um, the current record, we both went six and eight last week. Not, not great, uh, not great at all. Uh, the current record, Brad, you're 106 and 54 and one. Great record by you, by the way. Uh, if you're a betting man and you bet on those games, you'd probably be rich right now. Uh, and so I wish you would have. Anyways, uh, no, uh, maybe you could, you know, maybe maybe you could help this uh, podcast get a little bigger. You know, if you if you'd bet on those games, Brad, God, you know, just, no. Um, all right, and I finished eighty-eight seventy-two and one. Um, that's I, I mean, you know, right. I told Brad earlier, I said, listen, I'm going to stop picking just different from you. I'm going to start picking 
the games legitimately because the thing is, is like I'm I might fall below 500 here if I don't if I don't watch it. Uh, but all right, Brad, let's start with them here. First game up, we got three Turkey Day games, three Thanksgiving Day games. Should be fun. As always, we have the Lions and Cowboys playing. Uh, first game up, we got the Texans versus the Lions. Brad, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Texans here. Look, the Lions did not impress me. I don't think they impressed anybody last week. Uh, DeAndre Swift might be back this week, uh, which could help them a little bit. Uh, but I'll, I'll pick the Texans here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans as, as well. I, I, I think uh, I think Matt Patricia is just – I mean, he's just waiting his time until it's over in, in Detroit. Washington versus Cowboys. This is possibly for the first place in the NFC East. Uh, who do you got? Yeah, uh, this is. I feel like this is a hard one because, I mean, you can sit there and say, well, you know, Washington's been inconsistent. Uh, you know, you, you can go on and on about all these different – uh, scenarios. Gosh. Um, let I, me... I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cowboys if you want to take Washington. I, I'll do that. I mean, I was gonna take the Cowboys, but I, I'll take I'll take Washington. I really think this could really be a a a big coin flip here. I I don't disagree with you, but I'll yeah I'll take I'll take the Cowboys here. Uh, Ravens versus Steelers, Brad. Uh, I think we both. I mean, I've already been giving away my my get. My answer is the Steelers. I, I think it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, this could be a trap game. It is a rivalry, uh, and I'm not trying to like beef up uh, Pittsburgh here, but it is a rivalry. It is a short week for the Steelers. Could this be a trap game for them? I think it could, uh, but I'm gonna pick the Steelers here. I think it's closer than what we're gonna think it is. I think it's really gonna be closer than what we think. I mean, I mean, you're probably not wrong. But I, I could see the Ravens winning, sure. But I, I, I maybe it's not going to be a blowout. I don't think the you know Steelers are going to win by three scores. But I mean, uh, I think at least two uh, is is feasible. All right, Brad. Chargers versus Bills here. Um, I don't know, Brad. I mean, um, I want to take the Bills, but I think the Chargers can win this game. I, I, colder weather. Um. Maybe Justin Herbert's not really used to it. Um, I, I'm going to take – I'm going to take – well, I, yeah, it is Oregon, but it's not – I mean, Oregon's not – Oregon's not Buffalo cold. It's not New York cold. You know what I'm saying? Oregon's like – Oregon's like Northwest Tennessee cold. Um, but uh, I'll take the Bills in this one. Yeah, I, I know we want to pick differently. I'm going to pick the Bills here as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but um, I just think the Bills are just a, a tad bit better here than the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers could get out to a 16-point lead, and we all know the Bills will come back and win then because yep. the Chargers can't hold the type of lead. All right, Titans versus Colts, Brad. I'm going to go with the Colts here. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong, obviously, but I'm going to go with the Colts here. I just I, – I, it's not that I don't believe in the Titans. It's just that I believe in the Colts. Yeah, the last two weeks I've picked against the Colts, they've won. I'm not saying I'm the uh, dictator of how they win or lose, but uh, – and I've heard some people say with that A.J. Brown play that that could be the uh, play that turns around the, the Titans' uh, season. I, I think it could. Uh, I really do think it could. Uh, I think it's going to be the Colts, uh, but I do think it's going to be a closer game than the first time they came, they played. Okay. All right. All right. I hope we're both wrong, honestly. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, Panthers versus Vikings, Brad. Um, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Vikings here because they're at home. But it, I mean, CMC could play. This could be a high scoring game. 
Yeah, I'm going to pick Carolina here. I think Bridgewater, uh, last time I saw he's supposed to be coming back. Um, so I'll pick Carolina here. Yeah, the Panthers' defense is a lot better than what people give them for, too. Uh, now, granted, they were playing the Lions, but, hey, Matthew Stafford is no slouch. Um, all right, Browns versus Jaguars. Brad, uh, I think we can both pick the Browns here, but, uh, you know, the Browns do – I don't know. Do they – I mean, they, they kind of have a problem showing up against these bad teams, but I'll, I'll take the Browns here to win this. Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns here, too. I think if Gardner Minshew is playing, I'd probably pick the, the Jags here, uh, but I'll pick Cleveland as well. Uh, I don't even know if we'll see Gardner Minshew all year. I mean, because why? You know, I mean, they know he's going to get replaced. Uh, Giants versus Bengals, Brad. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants, too. Uh, Joe Burrow's out. Right. Cardinals versus Patriots, Brad. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Cardinals, but, hey, I mean, um, Bill Belichick is – I think he's undefeated against rookie quarterbacks, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Colin, Colin Murray is, is, is in his second year. That's exactly why I'm taking the – that's exactly why I'm taking the Cardinals. There we go, Brad. You caught it. Just seeing how much you were paying attention. Oh, yeah, okay. I was sitting there. I was yeah, like, wait, Kyler Murray played last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Arizona here, too. I mean, you could just see it against the, the Houston game. Uh, what's left of the Patriots team is just deflated, which is no pun intended. I, but. <laughs> well, they're used to being deflated. Uh, all right, the Dolphins versus the Jets, Brad. Honestly – it's kind of interesting, Brad. Oh, I I want to. I really do. Actually, I really want to take the Jets. Um, Brad, take who you want. Take take. Are you taking the Dolphins? Look, I, I would take the Dolphins, but I mean, I'm, I mean, it's no secret. I'm up on you by 18 games. Uh, I'll say the Jets win their first game here. Dang, Brad, I kind of want to take Jets, though. Uh, oh, we'll take the Jets. I'll take Miami. I don't care. No, I'll take the Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins. It's safer. It's safer. You take the Jets. Okay. Raiders versus Falcons. Uh, you said Raiders and Falcons? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick the Raiders here. All right. I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders as well. They, they seem to be kind of on a roll uh, right now, even though they lost the Chiefs. They, I mean, they're still a good – Saints versus Broncos. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Saints. I don't even think it's close. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints as well in this one. Uh, 49ers versus Rams, Brad. Um, you know, the last time on the field, the, the 49ers beat the Rams here. Uh, man, uh, I'm gonna pick the, I'll pick the Rams. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams as well. Chiefs versus Buccaneers. Uh, I'm going to say Chiefs. So the Bucks. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can trust them right now. I'll pick the Chiefs. I, I like the Chiefs' offensive play call a lot more. Bruce Arians is uh, – his play calling isn't good for Tom Brady. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say I it. I just don't that. think it's good for Tom Brady. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs here as well. Bears versus Packers. Uh, I'm going to pick the Packers. Uh I mean, I just think they're better than the Bears. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers too. But, hey, I mean, yeah, the Bears offense just won't be able to keep up. The Bears are just – they're – I don't know. They're fluky for sure. They're they're definitely fake, I guess, or, or they're 
pretenders. There we go. Seahawks versus Eagles, Brad. Uh, I'm big I mean, it's Monday night. It's in Philly. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm a, I'm not gonna talk myself into that. I'm gonna take the Seahawks as well. Uh, big win for the Eagles if they could do that. The NFC East would uh would continue to be uh well, it's gonna be a crap show for the rest of the year, but it would continue to be a competitive crap show. All right, that is our pickums for the week, Brad. Do you have a golden point of face, sir? I do, I do, man. So, uh, you know, I've been thinking about what to what to talk about today. Uh, you know, my quiet time, I'm going through the Book of John, uh, probably one of my favorite books of the entire Bible. Uh, and so, I was kind of going between John five and John six. I'll save John six for next week. I'll do John five this week. And uh, really, I, I titled this "Who Gets the Credit." So, if you look at John five one through fifteen, I'll, I'll read it all out. I know it's a lot of verses. Um, but give me a second, I'll get there and I'll read it all out to, so you know the context of what's happening, what's going on in John 5. Um, and most of you guys probably know this story. Once I start reading it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this story. Um, and so here we go. So it's, uh, you know, Jesus heals the, the layman at the, pool, uh, uh, at the pool on the Sabbath. And so it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethsaida which has five roof uh, colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who has been an invalid. I don't know if I like this. Let me change this version real quick. That's ESV. I don't know. I don't like that version. Let me change it real quick. Sorry. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, so invalid, disabled. He was disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there for a long time, he said to them, do you want to get well? Sir, this disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool where the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus said, and pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath. And so the Jew said to the man who has been healed, this is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. He replied, the man who made me well told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man you told you, who told you, pick up your mat and walk? They asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you are well. Do not sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went to report to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing things on the Sabbath. So, the thing I want to get you, when I, th this is the thing, the earthly thing I kind of want you to get, get a, uh, out of this is that when athletes have big games, so let's say uh, Justin Jefferson has 166 yards, three touchdowns, does well, and then he posts a picture of Instagram of him and uh, it's himself celebrating a touchdown and, oh, I had a really big, big day and, and look at me, I'm, I'm the next superstar. Um, who's getting the credit in that? It's, it's him, right? It's not his offensive line. It's not his other receivers who are setting blocks. It might not even be his quarterback who's throwing him the passes. He's giving himself all the glory for it. And so what I want to get what you get out of this is that you look at it, it says that Jesus performed this miracle. So he said, get up and walk. And then, you know, he said, what do you want me to do? And next thing you know, Jesus has disappeared into the crowd. And so Jesus performed this miracle, but he disappeared. And so I think verse 13 shows you where, where Jesus disappears in the crowd that Jesus decided to stay humble uh, when he did big things. I mean, you see that all the time. Uh, the water, the, when he turned the water into wine at the wedding, he, he, they didn't say, oh, Jesus did this and let's celebrate him. The, the, the host actually said, hey, why did you save the, the, the best wine for last? 
Um, you know, when Jesus feeds the 5,000, he feeds the 5,000. And next thing you know, he uh, escapes the uh, Capernaum after they want him to be king. And so as you see Jesus' life, it's really characterized by humbleness and knowing that he's here to do the will of God and not for not do his will. And so I just want to challenge you, uh, when is the last time you did something good without recognition? Uh, when what is that, you know, when's the last time you paid for somebody's meal behind you? When's the last time that you talked to the homeless man on the corner? Uh, if you're in a big city that has homeless people, uh, what it, when's the last time that you, uh, decided to eat somewhere your wife wanted to eat because, you know, she wanted to eat there. <laughs> Even if you didn't want to, you, you let her choose that place. And, and, and again, like, you're like, well, that's not a miracle. It's, it's not a miracle, but I just want to encourage you that as you do good works, which good works doesn't save you, it's a product of your faith that you do it without seeking recognition. Uh, don't, don't feed somebody in, in uh, Dominican Republic and on a mission trip and post on your Instagram and say, Oh, look what I'm doing in Dominican Republic. You know, that, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to uh, do good, do good deeds uh, and make sure that God gets the glory for it all. And I, and I encourage you guys to do that this week. Go seek out opportunities for you to do good and do those without seeking recognition. So that's my, my golden point of faith this week. And I hope you enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. I liked it, Brad. I liked it a lot. Amen, Brad. Amen. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments and go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.